This is episode three. This week's guest is Jill Strickman, founder and director of strategy for Genuine, the real people company. Jill's the person you go to when you're looking for people who look like their dog. Her business is built around connecting companies to unique people. Their real stories bring authenticity to major advertising brands. Certainly, she never envisioned a career in casting. We'll discuss how growth paved this path from creating viral video content to Super Bowl ads. Stay tuned to find out how her personal values built the cornerstone of her success. You're listening to Extraordinary Work, conversations about creating change. I'm Terry Yaffe, founder of Try Coaching. Throughout my career, I've worked in many industries from fashion to advertising to sales. I'm a certified executive, career and business coach, and a TV and podcast host. This podcast will connect you with people who work passionately, striving to make a difference in their corner of the world. I hope these authentic and inspiring conversations will help you channel your ability to create change. Our guest today is Jill Strickman, the founder and director of strategy for Genuine, the real people company. For more than 30 years, Genuine has been finding, capturing, and sharing real people's experiences for major advertising brands by telling their dynamic and compelling stories that inspire brand engagement. Genuine's cornerstone and Jill's talent for both attracting and empowering real people to tell their stories is establishing trust. Before we start, I took the liberty of finding a quote. It's anonymous. However, it could easily have been coined by Jill. You've got a thing for genuine people. Since her tagline is real people, real advocates, real stories, a genuine way to share. And I don't know anyone more genuine than Jill. So welcome. Oh, that was such a wonderful introduction. I'm very, uh, I'm very moved and I'm very excited to be here. I want to thank you because Terry, you are someone I always have amazing conversations with that inspire me and make me think. So I'm excited to have this one again and do it on a podcast. Well, thank you so much, Jill. Jill, can you tell us a bit about how you got to where you are today? I think what's uh, noteworthy in my path is I started out not really knowing where I was going. (laughs) And I was following things that I was interested in. Basically, I started I started in sales and that didn't go so well. Um, I wasn't very good at putting all the information in the computer and that wasn't for me. I ended up starting to study photography and working with a very well-known photographer named Neil Slavin, whose focus of his work was belonging and photographing groups of real people. That was like what he was known for. And I was brought in to find his, the real people as well as produce for him. And that path, that started me on a path where I realized, wow, I am good at this. Who knew? And when working for him, I learned a lot. 
And then after I stopped working for him, I had made contacts with advertising agencies and they started giving me projects and the projects would get so big, I have to hire other people. So I'd have to figure out like, oh, I have to hire people. How do I pay them? And everything was by, uh, I needed to figure things out because of the growth versus me like setting out with a plan. I kept saying yes to opportunities and figuring it out. And uh, 30 years later, here I am. That's such an interesting career path because I do think that there are many people that start somewhere and wind up somewhere else. And You know, one thing for me, when I became a coach, what led me to coaching was I spent so many years in therapy that I understood the human mind. And that was one of the impetuses that said, gee, I thought I would go back to school and become a therapist, but that didn't work out. So I found coaching. So yes, there was something from my past that brought me to where I am today. And it feels like that's a little bit about you. You started out, you did photography. And from that, you were able to parlay that to what you're doing today, which I think is fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's important to follow what interests you, you know, and what really captivates you and go down that path, being really open to opportunities and learning and things present themselves. Right. And that's what happens, right? Yes. If if you stay with something, sometimes things do present themselves. And if you're not too rigid about a path and you're willing to be open, then it might not be that path, but, you know, maybe a 360 degree turn. Yes. And for this, like, I never knew what I do existed. Like, and no one in my family and no one I knew knew about it, but it it existed (laughs) and I found it. Was there a defining moment that shifted your mindset to realize the impact that you could make? And if so, how and what happened? I think going back to my first job being uh, introduced to finding real people with Neil Slavin was probably where the shift in mindset would be. He'd call me in his office in the morning, he'd sit down and he'd give me Like, I want you to find people who look like their pets. I mean, you know, he'd throw out something and I would think that's really hard. I have no idea how I'm going to do that. But my job was to try. And sure enough, I discovered if I was smart and persistent and used my skills to establish trust with people and get them to open up. I could either find the right person, like find the people who qualified, or they would help me and say, you know what, that I don't qualify, but I know someone else and leave me somewhere else. And sure enough, very often I would find what he was looking for. Neil Slavin had very hard asks that seemed extremely challenging, but my job was to try and to try and find them. And surprisingly, I would be able to. So sometimes we just have to really focus and try and use our skills, our talents to connect with people and get them to trust us and open up and lead us in other directions. So that was the mindset. Like as Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. You know, it's it's so true. We can do hard things. I think there's a lot to take away from that. Just that brief conversation in stepping up and 
not letting something stand in the way of getting to where we want to go. In a former life, I was in advertising sales. And what I learned was if I couldn't get in the front door, I tried the back door. If I couldn't get in the back door, I tried the side door. If I couldn't get in the side door, I come down the chimney. <laughs> and that's what made me successful. Exactly as you were saying, I never gave up. And if opportunity presented itself, I was there. I do remember one time when I was trying to get a client, I think the Sheraton group, into one of the magazines I was working for, and I couldn't get a hold of them. Lo and behold, I was at an event where one of the people was there. And I walked up to him, started a conversation. I had a great idea, which I had thought about. And right there, I'm having a conversation. Sure enough, fast forward, they came into the magazine. So it's, it's, it's really being willing to step outside of a comfort zone and be uncomfortable to go after what you want. And it feels like that is what you did to get you to the place you are today. Yes. I think um, most of my career, I felt uncomfortable, but I kept, you know, just one step at a time, you know, and, and, and just kept, kept trying things. And when they didn't work, like you said, trying something, you know, it's sort of like March one way. And then if that doesn't work, March the other way, even faster. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, you know, keep going, but it's so, it's so true, but you get used to being uncomfortable, right? Like it's, it's sort of, um, you get used to it after doing it for a while, or you get used to being in that space and it becomes more familiar, you know, right. to you like anything new, right? Like starting a podcast. It's like, mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, exactly. And, you know, I, I do talk to my clients about getting comfortable being uncomfortable. It's got to be like an old pair of shoes that it just is there. And I think throughout certainly my career, I, I was always uncomfortable. However, I, what I hear is you have the ability to connect with people. You have the ability to be authentic in how you lead your company. And that opens the door for your clients to walk through and to be able to do what you do. Yes, it, it, it does. I, I think being transparent, being genuine, being authentic, also can put you in an uncomfortable zone. One of the things is I try to not overpromise people. I try to set realistic expectations and then over-deliver versus over-promising and under-delivering. Or, or when something isn't going as we thought it should, especially in this world when you're finding something that you don't know if it exists. You know, being up front really early on, as hard as that is, you know, uh, people... It's trust that people respect you because they know you're going to tell them if there's an issue. And if there's not an issue, they're going to believe you too. Like this is going well and we're getting it. So I think it's, it's, it's being in that space of being um, truthful, honest, and transparent. While it can be a little scary, goes a long way in business. 
what just came to mind is I would like you to expand on what exactly your company does. My company is called Genuine, the Real People Company. We find real people with compelling stories for well-known brands, brands, the biggest brands in the world, for everything from Super Bowl commercials to website testimonials to um, online content that's viewed by millions of people. So some of our clients are uh, Microsoft, Dove. uh, We work with lots of pharmaceuticals, Peloton. The list goes on and on. If you go on our website, you can see. But it's brands that choose the strategy of using real people to communicate. Either they're in alignment with in terms of their values or a person who uses their product or services and really loves it. So it's the, it's either either of those. I'm going to guess here that it's really about connecting and engaging with these people in a very open and honest way. Yeah, it's interesting because um, when I started out, there was no Internet. <laughs> and, um, you know, now it's a whole different way, method, but it's actually the same method with different tools. So the first step is about you know, researching to find, like I always say, groups, clubs, and associations, people gather together. That's what I learned from, you know, Slavin. People join in, they cluster in groups for every, for everything. So first it's identifying who we want to find and where they would hang out. You know, like in the old days, they used to hang out in person. Now they're hanging out online and then going in and being accepted into those circles to explain what we're doing, what we're looking for, and and would people spread the word. And then when people are interested, engaging them in a way that feels safe. And now there's a lot of issues around privacy and security because people are giving us a lot of information about themselves. So we have to make them feel safe in that regard, too. And establishing a human connection. You know, we often say when we we are training our interviews, it's like being their friend. You become friends and you share and are open. And um, humor often is the way, a huge way in when establishing a connection with someone or sharing something about yourself and identifying with what they're talking about. Interesting concept, certainly. Jill, What's one insight you wish you knew when navigating your career path? So one insight that I wish I knew when navigating my career and company um, is not going to sound sexy, but, but very practical. I really wish I had some business basics. I didn't. I had none. So I didn't know anything about finance, marketing and sales, you know, how to all the like basic things that one needs to know about running a company, which I had to learn along the way, but it would have been helpful to know that earlier on, especially the financial aspects to be able to look at a job and look at its profitability in terms of making sure people are on a payroll. So you don't run into tax issues in marketing and sales, marketing and sales are very different learning about those processes and, and, and what needs to be done. So um, really just basic business. Yes. And I share that same thought with you um, about that because I, when I went into my first business, I knew nothing, nothing. Luckily, I have a husband that um, was able to show me the way in many ways. So 
that is a, a must. People that go into business or want to start a business should understand the whole picture. Yeah, and there are lots of, yes, and there are lots of resources now, especially with podcasts and all the online content to, to very quickly learn things because people who are, you know, financial people like will offer, um, you know, articles and blogs and, and things on every topic. So it is much more accessible to learn it um, now than it was before. Good takeaway. Very good takeaway. Another question that I have is what's an example of a challenging project that you've had that you'd like to share? Oh, <laughs> an example of a challenging project. There are so many, but one that was really interesting was uh, for Excedrin. And we had to find people who experience migraines, very specific types of migraines that were visual and people in their lives who were close to them who didn't have migraines. So for instance, we had friends, co-workers, couples, mother, daughters, people in families. It was very challenging because the migraines had to be very specific because they created a virtual reality experience. And the person, their partner in this project had to be willing to experience in with virtual reality, what a migraine is like. Finding those two together was definitely challenging <laughs> and, and interesting and exciting. And in the end, I'm guessing that you found exactly the right people. We found them. And if you go online, you could see Excedrin migraine. Yeah. And in fact, that whole campaign won a, a Lions Award. It, it was very um, well-received in the whole space of healthcare. So that was exciting to be a part of. We could probably sit here and give many examples of, of your projects, and I'm sure they would all be very interesting. However, can you talk a bit about your brand and how you see it being directly related to you and who you are? My brand, which I've learned from um, working with business coaches and so forth, um, is very much a reflection of who I am and my personality, my core values and my belief systems. And I've created a culture around that. So starting about core values, you know, I believe in um, honesty, connection, vulnerability, being smart and efficient in terms of my personality. I'm effusive and upbeat and open and vulnerable. So all of those things, you know, are, are the way our culture is in the company. So really, it's funny. It really is a reflection of who I am. And I'm really proud of it. And it works. You know, it, it, it's, it resonates and it's been successful. So I'm proud of that. That is so inspiring and you are definitely relevant in the world of business today because today's world is demanding that leaders be exactly who you are, authentic, real, trust, vulnerable. These are words that are being tossed around and landing for businesses that need to become more of 
what you represent. Yeah, it's sort of a, a weird contrast in the world, right? Like we have this world where their facts are not valued and science isn't valued yet. There's so much talk about being authentic and genuine and truthful. And so it's kind of a strange time because <laughs> um, there is the distortion in the world. But um, in the end, you know, my father has always said to me, uh, tell the, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember anything. It's really true, you know, because it is what it is. It's a, a, an easier way to live and to operate. You know, it, it can be hard because you have to go into some uncomfortable places, but in the long run, it's a great strategy for life and work. It's, it's a great culture. Yes. Yes. Great culture. And as a coach, I'm totally in alignment with everything that you have said. Well, yes, we are in alignment. That's why we have such a great connection. Yes, that's true. So real people, real advocates, real stories, a genuine way to share. Thank you, Jill, for your wisdom, for sharing, for being willing to be on the podcast. Take care. Thank you, Terry. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining the conversation. For related content on extraordinary work, visit my website, trycoaching.com. I'll be back in two weeks with another conversation. Be sure to follow this podcast so you don't miss an episode. If this resonates with you, I welcome your rating and review. Always remember, when you work with passion and purpose, your work can become extraordinary.